and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened, where we discuss, explore, and connect with fellow empaths, healers, intuitives, and seekers. Hello, empaths. We hope you're having a great week. How's your week so far, Denise? It's good. I'm really looking forward to spring and warmer days and more sunlight. It's coming. It is. It's almost here. Okay, so today what we're going to be talking about with you all is what it means to shift from the 3D dimension to the 5D. There's been a lot of talk about this in recent years. How many people throughout the world are feeling this shift taking place in their lives where, you know, maybe you're vibrating higher than you're used to or you're going through a spiritual awakening? A lot of people are feeling these big internal and external shifts and changes and calls to do more or let things go or just evolve and grow in deeper ways. Does this mean you've shifted into a new higher vibration? What does it mean to live in a 3D world versus a 5D world? And how can we consciously shift into a higher vibration if we want to? So that's what we hope to dive into for today's show. We've had a lot of people ask about this, ask us to do a show on this. And this is a, a fairly simplified version because there is so much information out. You can go in many, many directions with it. And I think this will be a beautiful stepping off point for you to explore on your own if this is something that interests you. Yeah, I agree. And there's a lot of conflicting information out there, isn't there? There really is. So many of us are feeling transition. We're feeling shift on a personal level, on a bigger level. Before we start recording, I said, it feels like there's something right on the periphery. And that seems to be common for a lot of us right now. Not a doom and gloom kind of thing, but more of a there's a shift coming that we're, we're stepping away from who we've been to really start to embrace who we're becoming. You know what it's felt like for the past couple of months? A pregnant pause. Oh, oh, the pause. <laughs> but a pregnant pause, you know, where yeah. it's full of expectation and hope and waiting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think it's important to stress that no one really knows how many dimensions exist. Now, I've read spiritual books and teachers and gurus and whatnot who say there's 12, there's an infinite number, there's seven. But I think at the end of the day, we don't really know. We do know we live in a three-dimensional world. This is the dimension we've been living in for as long as history can remember. And this 3D world, this consciousness that we are living in is all about duality, polarity, and individuation. And this state of awareness, we're focused on the material, the physical, what we can see, hold, touch, and measure. In a 3D world, success is based on material wealth and accumulation, and we tend to see others as separate from us and often feel a sense of isolation or a lack of connection as a result. And that is so, so very paramount. Haven't you found many people you're talking to have been expressing that exact, those exact words? Yes. And it's it just reminds you that you know, you and I were talking also before we hit record. Denise and I tend to talk more before we hit record than when we do. But we were talking about shifting our definition of of money and and what's enough and worth and success. And I think that's part of this shift. Is you know, it's not he or she with the most toys wins, right? That's not the world we want to live in. No, no, it's finding that balance between the two. And I think 
the elusive work-life balance, but also finding peace within ourselves, finding peace with how do I want to be on the planet and not have to be in comparison or stress about, am I doing, as you said, enough to mark my time here? Oh, that's kind of dark, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. Often as we're working on shifting our vibrations to a higher level, we unknowingly will shift into the fourth dimension. And this is a transitory state between the 3D and the 5D states of awareness. So during the shifting process, when you're moving into the fourth dimension, you might feel confused because this is the stage when all the masks come off. You start to question beliefs you were raised with or ideas you've always had about people, yourself, and society at large. You start to see happiness and success as emotions and states of gratitude that go well beyond material and traditional ideas of achievement. In the fourth dimension, we're moving beyond the ego. It can be a difficult or scary transition because it's a time of shedding the old you, dropping the illusions, leaving behind the expectations you've carried with you as you leave labels and goals and dreams that are no longer serving this new, more authentic you. I think that's a really interesting and difficult time to be in. Right. As with any demographic, there are people who will embrace this. There will be people who will resist and want to stay 3D and want to stay with what's familiar and comfortable and true in their world. So we're not saying you have to do this or it's immediately happening. Again, my big, I'm a big fan of choice and free will. I would think that you don't necessarily need to embrace the shift, even if it's happening at a bigger level. No, I agree. And I think we can't put a timeline on any of these shifts. It's going to be different for everyone. It might take years to go through this 3D to 4D shift, and then it take, might take even more years to go from the 4D to the 5D. You might flit into the fourth dimension and then get a little scared as the masks come off and go back into the 3D. And I think it's important to recognize that and be patient with yourself. And maybe for those of us that are excited to raise to a higher vibration and consciousness as individuals, as, as a society, as a culture, as a collective, maybe we're the pioneers in this and we're just, we'll be able to turn back and say, come on in, the water's good, it's okay. And that will, we can lead the way for folks by, by being the pioneers in this. Yes. And also by supporting them as they go through this and not holding judgment for people who aren't coming along with us. I think that's really important too. When I was going through one of my first spiritual awakenings, you know, all of my friends and family were still very focused in the 3D. I didn't call it a 3D, 4D shift. No. I called it a spiritual awakening. I didn't know what was happening, but they were definitely questioning me for years, how can you go to church and study crystals and Reiki and, you know, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and I had to learn to have patience with them, but also with myself and not, not judge them or, or react to their questions or accusations of me. And I, I think that's an important part of this as well. We have to honor everyone where they are. True. And I have to be a, a little sarcastic just for a quick second is I hope this doesn't turn into a hair flip attitude of, sorry, I'm in 5D, I can't. <laughs> I don't sorry. think it would ever be me or you. I don't I don't think I'm in the 5D. Man, when no. I was researching what it means, I was like, oh, Samantha, you're not there yet. 
Absolutely. No, I, I, I think I uh, waffle back and forth between these on any given day, during any given day. Yeah, I, I do. I too. think we all do. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And look, sometimes it's nice to be in the 3D. You sit down at a beautiful restaurant and a lovely meal is served in front of you and you just want to, you know, savor every bite of that. There's nothing wrong with that. What flashed in my mind when you said that was when you're sitting on a, it's perfect day, light breeze on a beach. The sun is just warm enough, but not too warm. And you're so conscious of being in your physical body because you can feel the sun, you can feel the breeze, you can smell the ocean. But then it, there's an ethereal feeling that comes with that as well, from that peace and that connection with with all of, of being in that environment. So I wonder if that's a, a really simplistic way of looking at 3D to 4D. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a great one. I think it is a time, as as we said before, of letting your labels go, letting some of the dreams maybe that you had for yourself, letting those go as well. Because during the shift, as you start to realize really who you are and what you came to this earth and this time and this body to do, when that awareness comes to you, it might be very different from the world you expected you'd be living in. And that can be frightening and exciting all at the same time. Now, a lot of people notice that their intuition heightens during this time, or they might start to notice a lot more signs and synchronicities in your life. Check out the show Denise and I did on recognizing signs and synchronicities because they include things like synchronicities of finding feathers or seeing more animals or seeing repeating numbers. So you might notice more of those miraculous quote-unquote coincidences. And it's during this shift from the 3D to the 4D that you might start to trust yourself more and trust the universe. Now, this is important. It's not as though everything magically heals, resolves, and gets better. It's more that you now have an understanding of how your spiritual path works. You start to trust the flow of life and recognize that everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, are happening for you, not to you. So what I'm trying to say there is it's not like once you are going through this awakening and this shift, you're going to go, oh, everything is rainbows, puppies, and kittens. It's that when bad stuff happens to you, rather than having that knee-jerk reaction of, oh, why is this happening to me? Or I'm such a good person. How could this happen? Or what bad karma did I do before? That's make, you know, It's not that. You start to recognize, oh, there's a rhyme, a reason, and a purpose to this. And if I just sit tight with this this difficult stage long enough, it will be revealed to me soon. So you start to trust in all the ebbs and flows of your life. I received an email a couple of days ago from someone who had lost seven years of creative work on their computer. And that alone, my heart clenched for this person because I know how much went into it. But they, they brought through, they said in the past, they said I had to go through that feeling of anger and just everything was so, I was so angry and annoyed and why hadn't I done this and how come this happened? But then it reached a place of surrender and saying it didn't happen to me intentionally. I have to just accept it for what it is and realize that it's time to move on to something else. So that's exactly what you were just saying is Part of this is that surrender is getting out of the way and allowing, hopefully, the transitions to happen a little more gently because we are outgrowing old patterns or old conditioning. 
Yes. And you know, I don't think my former husband, Mike, is someone I would normally quote in a spiritual reference, right? <laughs> He's definitely <laughs> in the 3D. But I do remember when when he was shot in the line of duty and he was finally awoken from his coma and the news people came in to interview him and they said to him, you know, how do you how do you feel? How do you feel about the man who tried so hard to kill you? And I remember he said, you know, I've had a really lucky, blessed life. And I guess it's just my turn to take some of the bad. Wow. And I thought that was really profound. Mm -hmm. You know, that we do in this three-dimensional world, there is duality and there's going to be ups and downs. And I think it's part of part of our job as grateful spiritual humans to accept that there's going to be good times and bad times. And as you're moving into the fourth dimension, you do start to you do start to realize that. Now, you may experience some sadness as you find it difficult to relate to some of your friends and family. Maybe you used to love meeting your friends for coffee to gossip about your coworkers, but now that just no longer appeals to you. You know, I find that interesting when I was doing some research for this, Denise, a lot of the symptoms of moving and shifting into these higher dimensional states of being reminded me of near-death experience reports. Oh. Well, that's you know, an interesting correlation. Yeah. You know how you've read like they they no longer, they'll leave their jobs, they'll leave their marriage, they'll move. They no longer care about money. They no longer want to be part of the rat race. They, you know, it's not like they're uh, singing, I don't know, gospels all day and, and on their knees praying, but they just no longer want to partake in some of the material stuff that that used to appeal to them. You read that again and again and again. If if you read all the near-death, I love reading those stories. Well, I find them inspiring, but it's very similar. I think that happens a lot when people have a serious health issue or they recover, They're, they walk away from an accident or they have something that gives them that second chance or that third chance, that there becomes a sacredness to making the most of life. And I think that's part of this this shift from 3D to 4D to 5D is self-acceptance of who we really came here to be. Yes, exactly. Now, you might also feel a need to make some important changes in your life. You might feel called to eat healthier or join a gym, maybe start some therapy or do some inner child healing work. You might feel called to develop your intuition or learn a healing modality like studying crystals, essential oils, or a psychic divination tool. I know I went through all of that during that whole time. I felt almost driven to learn all of this stuff, to eat healthier, to move my body, to dive deep into my childhood, to take classes on Reiki and crystals. And gosh, I took a workshop on the I Ching, like anything I could get my hands on. It was like a I don't know, such a passion. Do you remember that time for yourself? Yes, and and it's uh, we're having a resurgence of that right now. I'm feeling that same drive again, that motivation to I and make sense to me because it's a form of growing, evolving, reaching for something more. And that seems to to line up perfectly with what we're all feeling, but also that seems to be the only way to really institute changes. If it's and I've always said, well, if it's not working for you, do something different. And that's a hard, hard lesson. That's very difficult because there are 
a laundry list of excuses or reasons or answers as to why that can't happen. But if it gets uncomfortable enough, you'll make the changes. And a lot of time that's with people looking for something that feeds their soul and their body and their mind and their their true essence. Yeah. And I mean, change is always scary, but I think during this shifting, it's it's almost as though you don't have a choice. It's like something is moving through you. Mm-hmm. I agree. Some, pe- some people find that their job no longer serves them. I remember I had a client who worked for a debt collector company. She was really good at her job, but as she started raising her vibration and working her spiritual path, she could not stomach this job anymore, and she knew she had to leave. And just like you were saying, Denise, she didn't want to leave. Like It was a good job. It had good benefits. She was well-respected. She knew everything that she needed to know about the job, but she eventually did leave, and she found a great job fundraising for a nonprofit that was more in alignment with her spiritual beliefs. So oftentimes you will see people shift out of their career. I mean, gosh, you and I did. Mm-hmm. Right. And is it scary? Oh, well, hell yes. Is it uncomfortable? Is it yes. nerve wracking? Yes. Is it, uh, are you judged or people yes. think you've, you've maybe your marbles have fallen out of a hole in your pocket? Yes. But you, Sometimes it gets to the point where you you know, if I don't make this change or shift in my life, I'm not going to be as healthy, strong, and vital as I really want to be. And I am not in any way saying quit your day job because I'm probably the biggest fan of side hustle in the world of get a security and stability before you take a leap of faith that that's at all possible. So it's flashing in my head for some reason. The first time I went on the Twilight Zone of Terror at Disney, which I don't think is even a ride there anymore, but you go up on this elevator and Rod Sterling is narrating and and you know that when you get to the very, very, very top of this tower, the elevator doors are going to open and you are going to drop to the ground. You know Ooh. it because you've sat in line for three hours and you've watched, you know, two and a <laughs> And I remember sitting in that little cart and getting up to the very top and the Twilight music playing. And I remember thinking, what the hell am I doing? Like, why am I here? I don't like big drops. I don't like big fall. I was terrified. I was like, can I unbuckle out of here? No, I cannot. And then the doors open. You see the whole park and you know you're about to drop. And I'm like, Samantha, what are you thinking, girl? And then I drop and I remember (laughs) turning to my family and going, let's do it again. I think that's what these scary shifts are like. You're terrified the whole time. You think you're crazy for making these shifts. You make the shift. It's fun. It's exciting. It's scary. It's exhilarating. And you're like, oh, I want to do that again. It's okay to to have it not work out. But if it's going to be something that when you get to the end of the game and you look back, I wonder what would have happened if that might be a little bit of a nudge for you as well. Oh, yes. I think most of the decisions in my life have been trying to avoid that question. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never wanted to get to the end of my life and and been like, oh, what if I had tried that? What if I had done that? I love that. Is it Hunter Tom- Thompson, Thomas, the quote, you know, I want to slide into the end yes. of my life. Yeah, I love that quote, which obviously I can't quote right now. But anyway, Another shift is many might start to question their religion or faith system. You might leave your traditional religion or opt for a more spiritual universal approach to your faith and to love. 
During the shift, you'll be called to heal your fears, your inner trauma, all that baggage you might be carrying around. You might also be looking at your labels or expectations and think, does this even define me anymore? Many people report going through a profound period of forgiveness during this stage too, for themselves and others who have wronged them. It's as though you realize you just don't feel as angry anymore and you don't want to carry this burden with you any longer. That's the goal, isn't it? To not forgive and forget because there's deep pain and scars, but to find that peace within yourself to say, I'm not going to let this haunt me or hold me hostage, or I don't want that relationship to feel this way anymore. Yes. And you can see it in their whole being when they've truly dropped it. It goes back to that surrender part, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You know how some people say they've forgiven and you can tell it's kind of like that toxic positivity you and I talked about a couple years Mm -hmm. ago, you know, and they're kind of gritting their teeth like, oh, yeah, I've forgiven them. God told me to. But (laughs) when someone truly forgives and lets go, you can see it in their whole being. It's a beautiful thing. Now, some also report old, long suppressed memories bubbling up to the surface during this time, often out of nowhere. But this too is okay because during this time of growth and shifting, it's a bit easier to process and release these difficult memories. So don't be afraid if you're just driving along through the road of life and all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, you smell cafeteria food and haunting memories of middle school come back to you or something even deeper that might occur during this time. I did a lot of inner child healing work during my awakening and it was. It was difficult, but it was wonderful. And I have to mention crystals. Smithsonite is such a beautiful stone to hold on to if you are trying to heal your inner child. Oh, I've never even heard of that one. Oh, it's a beautiful stone. Now, another you, aspect. That, you say that about all of them. I know. I do. <laughs> okay. Another aspect that will occur, which can be liberating and confusing at the same time, is that you will start to lose your judgment of people. No longer do you see people as all good or all bad, and you suddenly realize you can see the hows and whys behind people's actions. You feel compassion for all people. And while this is great, it can be confusing because you're shifting from a place of duality to a place of unity and oneness. Now, I say this is liberating and confusing. Do you agree with that? I do. And I, from many people, seem to be using this this to work on ancestral healing as well, that they're having those memories of things that happened in their family of origin or their stories that they've been told or that that uh, epigenetic connection that we, we carry through our lines. I heard the, the most interesting thing I've heard in a while a few days ago when they said that this person was talking about parenting and they said, Every, every individual comes with uh, 400 traits that are unique combination of their genetic lineage. And parents who think that they're going to, uh, you know, we're not engineers, we're shepherds, was what the person was saying. And they said, you're here to shepherd them through and help them find those traits in themselves. So, if, and, and the man was older who was, who was doing the speaking, and he said, so many parents nowadays think it's all their fault. And he said, you're just not that important. (laughs) 
And I laugh because I think so many of us as empaths, as caring people, think, oh my goodness, have I left scars with my children? Is this something that was passed down genetically? And this, this new energy that's coming in, it is allowing that autonomy and that feeling of we're all okay the way we are, but we have to just accept ourselves for that. It's hard. I am able to feel compassion and see both sides of all situations most of the time. But I, this is something I think I'm still in the 3D with. For example, I was just at my mom's house and, you know, she's a difficult person. And her reason for being a difficult mother, Denise, have you ever heard me tell you this reason she gave us? I'm not sure. She, she did not grow up with Phil Donahue or Oprah Winfrey. So she didn't know enough about like love and forgiveness. <laughs> well, and I bet that brings her some comfort. I'm that sure Dr. If Dr. Phil had been on, hey, holy shit, your life would be very different. Totally different. So anyway, I go over there to meet the new caregiver who's lovely and wonderful and, you know, plays gin rummy with my mom. And the caregiver is showing us a picture of her fiance. And my mother goes, oh, he's ugly. You oh. can do so much better. Oh, my. Like, mom. So yeah, I could not see a lot of compassion in that in that sentence, but the caregiver laughed it off. She was great. Yeah, I do think time time helps with that. And this is I spoke with someone recently, and they had a very um, like the kind of horrific childhood that brings sadness because you you just can't imagine why anyone would treat another human being like that, especially a small person, and. The, this person I was speaking with said, I finally understand and shared a story of what had happened to one of her parents when they were younger. And she said, I don't know why all of a sudden I'm seeing it from a different perspective rather than hurt and anger and loss. I, I felt what they must have felt being in that situation. And I think that's an example of this shift as well, is maybe understanding someone else's reality as we step more fully into our own. Yes. And I think that's really important and not seeing everything from our perspective and our wants and needs. Because again, we're not that important. No. <laughs> now there is a feeling of freedom and lightness during this shifting time too, where you might suddenly feel filled with love or gratitude for everything and everyone around you. This is because you're shifting from an ego-based identity to a spiritual, soulful one. Now, sometimes this happens to me a lot, and it it's it like washes over me. It's the most beautiful thing. Um, I think I've said before I've I've never done drugs, but I imagine it's like it's like this high of, oh my gosh, everyone is on this earth. We're all connected. This tree is connected. This bug is connected. This flower. That breeze is everything. And I feel this sense of oneness. It doesn't happen like every day, but when it does happen, oh, it's the, it's the best feeling in the world. Okay. So is this part of why there's such a resurgence of people interested in microdosing with psilocybin or drinking ayahuasca or going to other consciousness levels through that avenue? Because that is often what comes with that is that freedom, that lightness, that shift of feeling filled with love and gratitude. 
Yes, it definitely could be. And as much as I want to try ayahuasca, I'm terrified of the vomiting stuff I've heard about it and all the other warnings. Yeah, they, that's that's the, the purge is part mm-hmm. of, I, I listened to a, a speaker the other day talk about that. And I've said this over and over on, on the show and to people that I speak with is that it's it's not a party drug. Please, if you're choosing to go with any of those uh, plant medicine be aware of who you're working with and what you're ingesting. Oh, that's but, the, because it's gotten so popular. You have to really be careful who you choose to do that with. Yeah. Well, so, I heard this speaker who said the, the, this is not, this is just, please take this as it's as the way I heard it. It's not our opinion. It's just what I heard. The, um, the Western culture is vampiring the traditional aspects of where these plants are coming from and it's become such an industry for eco-tourist i'm going to go on an ayahuasca retreat in the jungle or in costa rica or somewhere else but it's to the detriment of the the native people there and the environment so again please be aware of where your where the source is for what you're where you're doing this because it's important on a a conservation level and ecology level. Definitely. And I think what we're trying to say is you can get that feeling just from allowing yourself to shift to these higher vibrations. Yes. And you'll also start, go ahead. No, and I'm, I just want to add, I'm not discounting that work in any way because it's, it's amazing, amazing work, but just be aware. Yes, definitely be aware. Now, as you're shifting in this 4D dimension, you'll start to see the world as a more beautiful, hopeful place. Let's say, for example, that you hate your commute to work with all the traffic and, you know, all the endless expanse of cement and tar roads. And then suddenly you notice all the wildflowers growing alongside the highway. Or maybe as you're stopped at a red light, you see a gorgeous wisteria tree you never noticed before. During this shift, you start to see beauty and hope and light and potential all around you. And it really is a beautiful thing. You also feel as though someone is divinely guiding you. There's a feeling of support, almost like a like a soul hug or an inner compass that floods your being on a daily level. And you know you've got this support. You know you have this inner direction. And it feels very, very comforting. I like that soul hug. That's nice. Yeah, sometimes when I can feel like my guide or my angel around me, that's how it feels like a soul hug. You know that feeling? I think so. I've never heard it referenced that way, but I I, I guess it makes sense. Maybe I made it up. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just this feeling of like this inner love that I that's it, it's it's a peace, it's a contentment, it's a safety. Yes. Okay. Now, because time is an illusion, you might notice that your relationship to time shifts as well. This one was and is still very hard for me. Events pass more quickly or you lose track of time more than you ever have before. Now, I have like a jewelry, but I don't like jewelry really. I don't, I only wear crystals. I don't wear like costume or fun jewelry anymore. But in my jewelry box, I have so many watches. Since I've gone through this vibrational lifting, I cannot wear a watch anymore. I don't even have a clock in my house except for the one on my oven. And my relationship with time is different. Have you know? Do you, are you like that? 
in some ways it's much better and in some ways it's it's weird because i it, there are days where it's the cartoon pages flying off the calendar and i'll say how can it already be april and then there are other times where it's the day just seems like oh my god how can it only be four o'clock so yes there is a weird time thing for me too yeah it's it's definitely tricky now you might notice your relationship shift as well 3d relationships are often based on clearly defined roles and might be fraught with rigid expectations whereas 5d relationships are centered on a place of mutual respect understanding equality and sharing in a 3d relationship we might feel possessive or jealous but in a 5d relationship it's all about freedom and respect intimacy is heightened in a 5d relationship because it's focused on unconditional love think about marriage vows where a couple says until death parts us where that's 3d because it's focused on the physical the here and the now while a 5d relationship is more focused on this eternal notion of growing in love your friendship and work relationships might also shift grow and change some relationships will end, but only to make way for new relationships that will be more real and supportive to your spiritual journey. And when you finally shed all of this and shift your vibration even higher, this is when you move into the fifth dimension, which is consciousness focused on unity, connection, and divine love. You start to see everyone and everything around you is connected. You might even start to see glowing lights or auras around people, animals, trees, every living thing. Nice. Think that's happening for folks right now. So, as you said earlier, there's a, a you tiptoe in, you step back out. We're kind of hokey pokey and through the dimensions right now. I think <laughs> that's that's exactly a, that's a great metaphor. Now, some people report that once they've moved into the 5D, they start to manifest things much more easily and quickly. So, you might start to become aware of your personal power and capacity to be a potent co-creator with the universe. You also become more sensitive to energies around you. You might be able to pick up on the vibes of a place, animal, or people. As your compassion increases and deepens, so will your intuition and ability to tune into people, energy, thoughts, and important messages. A lot of the research I read said that telepathy increases during this shift. Well, just the amount of people who are suddenly saying, I'm feeling things more deeply. I'm more clairaudient. Things are coming to me more readily. And even folks who may have been leaving, leaving a, a, what we would deem a, a 3D existence are all of a sudden waking up to this new, like, wow, I've never felt this way before. Or all of a sudden I'm having premonitions. And a really good example is your book of The Awake Dreamer is how many people are getting messages through their dream world, how much is coming through to them on that level. So even if you're not ready to embrace this in your everyday so-called awake life, maybe this is happening when you're in your dream state. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And I do, I agree. I think that is increasing. It's a way for our guides to wake us up from the inside out, right? Mm -hmm. Now your daily life becomes easier as you move into the 5D you might find that you're truly able to let the small stuff just fall away from you. Angry people, annoying coworkers, impatient drivers, it just doesn't bother you as much. This was a huge shock for me. Again, I am not saying I am living in the fifth dimension, but I will say that the whole, <laughs> when I lived up north anyway, road rage was a part of my daily life and I couldn't understand bad drivers. And now I'm just like, oh, they're just, you know, not driving well today. And I, I have learned to shrug 
a lot of that daily anger stuff off, the annoying coworker who always comes in and complains, or my coworker who used to come in and eat my lunch from the faculty refrigerator every day and deny it. I did learn to let that go, even though it still shocks me. (laughs) I'm a work in progress with this one. The small stuff, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. The big Mm -hmm. stuff I still have to work on a lot, but now you do start to trust yourself more and the process of your life worries and stress ease significantly as you realize the ups and downs of life are part of your journey. You're no longer quick to anger. You don't feel like getting involved in any drama. That's something I know is true for both me and you. We look at drama and we're like, eh, not today. Exactly. There's no room for it. There's no room. There's no room or time for it. You no longer feel compelled to make a ton of money or be famous or successful. You start to redefine your definition of success and happiness. You start to care more about the earth, your body, your health, and your impact on the world around you. So it sounds absolutely blissful to be in the fifth dimension, doesn't it? I really think this is happening sooner than not. A lot of the things that you're reading and that you're saying are so spot on. And if I That's part it, of this move into Aquarius? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I do. I think we're getting a glimpse of it. And I agree. It seems pretty idyllic compared to where we've been. I agree with that too. Let's talk about how we can support ourselves during these shifts. What are some some of your best tips? And I'll share some of mine. Well, I think self-care with taking care of the vessel. Are you eating healthy foods? Are you drinking lots of water? Are you resting? Are you moving your body because even no matter how high we raise our vibration, we still need the physical shell to move us around the planet and the better care we can take of that. And it's interesting is that I feel like people are starting to make subtle changes in their health and it's becoming easier. Because you're right. We have to realize that we exist in this physical realm and we have to make peace with that and be good to our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's also a good idea to create a daily spiritual practice and stick with it, whatever that is for you. It could be pulling a tarot card each day or choosing a crystal from your your bowl of rocks and just really learning about that stone that day and thinking about why you picked that stone today. It could be meditating for 5, 10, 30 minutes each day or evening. It could be journaling, taking a walk outside, anything anything that brings you back to yourself. I think sometimes we put, I don't know, such an emotional heightened energy on that word spiritual. Sometimes I felt the most spiritual sitting at the dining room table coloring with my kids, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't think it has to be um, owning yourself. It can be anything that, that just brings you back to center. It's really important to carve out time for solitude each day, too, and some quiet in your day. Which is interesting on the being on the other side of enforced solitude and isolation that now many of us crave that and need it as part of our daily care. Yes. And if we don't get it, we feel it. We feel a little off. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's important also to cultivate an inner stillness. So that's different than silence. It's just about being able to sit still and be still with yourself, with your thoughts, with your worries and fears, but also your hopes and your goals. 
just to be able to sit and be still with yourself. I think that's really important and very supportive. I agree. And it leads to being able to trust yourself more. Yes. I do um, yoga several times a week at my gym and we always end with 10 minutes of Shavasana or corpse pose. And that's where you just are sitting with yourself in silence. The Sunday class is the big one where everyone comes and you get a lot of newbies. And it's so interesting, Denise, because you can always tell the new people when we finally get to Shavasana, they leave, clank their keys, tie their shoelaces, roll up their mats. They're very noisy. And I do try to let that roll off of me. <laughs> but you, can tell, you can tell that they're not used to sitting in stillness with themselves. And, you know, I get that. It can be hard, can't it? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite part of yoga, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. It's also important during this time to trust yourself, really, truly trust yourself, your inner nudges, the feelings, the hunches that you're getting, and act on them. However small, however large, really learn to sit with yourself and trust what your inner self, your higher self is telling you you need to do or think or not do or let go of or forgive or release or surrender to right now. Not easy, but really, really important. Right. And, you know, if you're feeling a little disillusioned with your physical reality or you're questioning or having some trouble relating to some of your family and friends or, uh, and we're not making excuses, the lines of duality have become a little blurred or you're, you're revisiting old wounds or traumas and it's coming to the surface. These can all be signs that you're doing the work internally to step more fully into this shift to four and 5D. But I think what I, from my humble opinion, I think most of us are in that 4D space right now and we're fluctuating into five and then stepping back. But it, my hope is it's happening sooner than not. Bring I wonder, it on, right? Yes. I wonder if this is why we hear from so many parents of young kids who are so spiritual. I wonder if, like you're saying, as a collective, slowly but surely, we're going to hokey pokey our way into the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. But and they would already be resonating with that frequency. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to get used to that frequency too. Well, I think we're, we're shifting. Oh my goodness. It, it, it to me, it, I, because I can, I try to make everything fit like a puzzle. The the fact that there's been such uh, an interest in epigenetics, ancestral healing, what I mentioned earlier about the traits we come in, of the individuality, of following your own blueprint, have those all, and it's generation after generation, and now all of a sudden we're saying, okay, enough of that. It's a lot to let go of. It is a lot to let go of. And it's not our job. I don't want anyone no. to, oh my gosh, I have a lot of work to do, girls. Like, <laughs> no. It's not your job to heal your entire ancestry family. No, but it, it is, well, it is our jobs to find peace with ourselves. Yes, that is our job and that is our work. And if a part of that involves ancestral healing, we do need to take that on. But I think um, I think we have to... It goes back to that book I love by Dr. Bud Harris, Sacred Selfishness. Mm-hmm. We do have to start with ourselves and what needs to be healed within ourselves right now. 
and be gentle as we go through these big shifts. Because they are, they're very, very big, but. But so much of it, so, so much of it comes back to the simplicity of kindness. Be kind, be kind to yourself, be kind to each other. Let it go if it doesn't really matter. Maybe there's a, an ease coming in that we're not even aware of yet. I love that. That is, we, we could just make this a 10 second show. Be kind. Yeah. It, it all comes back to that. When we had Andrew Harvey on, love is everything. But it truly is about kindness and love. And that sounds kind of hokey, but when you really break it down, that's all it is. And so many of us try to live in that place, or we want to live in that place. You're right. That's all that matters. So thank you guys so much for listening and for sending in all the emails suggesting this show. It was a lot of fun to think about and research and talk about. We hope you've enjoyed it, and we hope that your shifting process is going well and smoothly. Please remember, as always, to show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.